0: It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. Another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we talk District 1 and 2 athletics week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey. Going casual today. I've got my Montana Grizzlies hoodie on. Got some Grizz pride. They're off to a 2-0 start. We are joined by our North Idaho resident and expert, Ryan Skaggs. What's going on, Skaggs?
1: Not much. Just, uh, getting a drink of my ginger love. It's like lemon, ginger, pineapple, and it has cayenne pepper in it. And uh, <clears throat> it's intense.
0: <laughs> that that sounds awful. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's not great. Um, but, yeah, no, I like ginger, though, because it's really good for your stomach, but... I
0: uh um, I don't like pineapple whatsoever. Like
1: Yeah, I don't really notice. I can't taste the pineapple in there because the ginger is so strong and the lemon. It's the right? cayenne that's getting me. <laughs> it's like sitting in the back <laughs> of the throat. Uh, my wife got these at Costco and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll give it a try." Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, nope, not not happening. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh yeah, I already opened it, so I pretty much probably have to chug it. But yeah, it's it's intense. <laughs> Ugh,
0: that just sounds awful.
1: Drink um, my kombucha. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big pineapple fan. You know, whenever I'm in a group setting and we're ordering pizzas, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, well, what kind of, you know, what kind of pizza do you want? What kind of toppings?" I always tell them, "Hey, I'm cool with anything except pineapple." You keep the only that.
1: The thing I'll eat pineapple on is the. There's a pizza at Fazaris and Clarkston called the Panther. That is the one pizza I can tolerate pineapple on. It's so ridiculously good. But um yeah, that's we're still trying to that's a plug. I want, I want sponsorship for games, but yes. And trade for free pizza. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, we are looking for that sweet, sweet corporate sponsor. <laughs> and if that if that sounds like something you'd like to do, uh, you can send an email to Logan at idahosports.com.
1: He is yeah, Randy Fazari, go ahead, do that, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, all right well uh let's get into it i'm wearing my montana grizz hoodie i can't tell if you're wearing looks like blue today it's that-
1: just it's just a costco shirt you know okay. where i buy everything so my wardrobe <laughs> tires food you know if you can't get it at costco you don't need it um, I, thought, I thought it might be a boise state uh shirt. No, the we're we're in hiding right now um
0: <laughs> yeah
1: not not a great start for the Broncos, um, hopefully. I don't know. they got a tall task with an FCS team this week, too. North is pretty good. So, uh, should be – hopefully we get the W, at least get the monkey off our back. But this isn't a college sports prep cast, but – I could go off about the woes of the Broncos right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you buy everything at Costco. Dude, the Costco here in Court d'Alene is nuts. It's like packed all the time. All the <laughs> like- time.
1: All the time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, the best time I figure I found out to go is usually at four o'clock on a Tuesday or Friday night like after seven. Yeah, that's usually when I go.
0: Hmm. I, I, I came from Pocatello where they bet they have a Costco there. And if we're being honest, it's probably one of the lower end stores in terms of like revenue. Uh, it was, it was never busy. It was nice. You always got a parking spot, like by the door, you could stroll the aisles and not feel the panic of people everywhere. Uh, yeah, I've got to adjust my my costco settings a little bit now that i'm in north idaho man. it's
1: it's like combat shopping man it's <laughs> it's intense like sometimes i'll go on a sunday afternoon and i'm like why in the world did i do this like <laughs> but it's you know everybody's like you know people in liberty lake and closer to the washington state line don't want to go pay sales tax over there so they'll come over here but i, I understand that plus you get cheap gas but yeah yeah
0: i mean i we still have sales tax here it's not like yeah i guess not, maybe it's not as bad as Washington. yeah
1: it's not as terrible but i mean it depends on what you're buying too because washington doesn't have the whole grocery tax thing but that's a whole yeah different <laughs> we're, we're getting off the rails pretty fast we
0: holy smokes yeah we have covered it all here in the first five minutes let's get back on track here hey let's talk let's talk golf we haven't talked golf yeah. this year
1: let's talk golf why not I mean, um lakeland's looking pretty good right now for a 4a team i mean they won the the post falls invite the other day yeah that
0: was a huge breakthrough um they had the individual medalist too in canon steckman um they scored 303 lewiston was second at 316 that's on uh, yeah. on the boys side that we're talking about on the girls side at the post falls invite Lewiston wins the team title by 7 strokes over Sandpoint 321 to 328 and Molly Sibley she's so good for Lewiston. I feel like she's yeah. been there for like 10 years but uh she was the individual medalist. She saw as, uh, shot a shot of
1: 69. That's pretty She had the best overall score of the day. Yeah, no well, that was a, an awesome round by her. So I mean the Bengals got a solid program too but um obviously Sibley for the for the Bengals is is legit. So um you know I'm, I'm excited to see how they do kind of down the stretch because a lot of these teams up north are starting to hit their stride playing some pretty solid rounds so um we're seeing scores drop you know by the week up here which is nice but the course conditions up here are phenomenal right now too so that doesn't doesn't hurt too much
0: yeah uh and and uh, yeah quarterline press uh up here in north idaho does a fantastic job of covering golf i don't know of any other publications uh, in Lewiston, Lewiston Tribune also. Yeah. But I don't, outside of North Idaho, dude, there's like no golf coverage to be found anywhere. So excellent yeah. job, Coeur Press, Lewiston Tribune, um, for shining the spotlight on these young men and women. Coeur d'Alene on Tuesday, uh, Skags. you know how it is in North Idaho. If you want to go play the best, you're probably going to have to travel. And they went down to McCall for a tournament yeah. down there. Um, but there was a lot of 5A schools there competing. Um, and so for Coeur d'Alene, we always talk about, you know, their program is so strong, uh, from the North. Uh, I thought this was a good opportunity for them too, to see some teams they don't normally get to.
1: Yeah, no. And then you know, represents very well. And we know that their program has been, you know, on the up upswing for, for a few years now too. So, um, and obviously getting a chance to go play in McCall, there's some phenomenal courses down there too. So I think that that's a, a nice little excuse to get away and, uh, Go, uh, you know, sneak on some of those courses down there. That I know Jug Mountain and a few of the other courses down there are just awesome. So, yeah,
0: that's that's where they played was Jug Mountain. I was just going to say yeah, that uh, that's
1: a that's an awesome course. I'd I'd go travel down there to play during the middle of the week too. So if I could get out of school,
0: that's <laughs> that's still on my bingo card. I haven't been to McCall yet. I gotta get down there uh, for the for the scenery. Um, Grant Potter from Court Elaine was the uh, medalist at 72 on the boys side. Cortland also won the team title over like yeah. Rocky Mountain and Bishop Kelly and uh they shot a 305. So I think that's a pretty encouraging sign. Now Eagles always tough, right? Eagle wasn't Especially there. Especially
1: but... on that course. Like that's a that's a great team effort. That's that's impressive.
0: Yeah. Cortland girls took third in the team race behind Rocky Mountain and Bishop Kelly. So yeah, our our North Idaho golfers continuing to do great things, right? Um, let's talk, let's talk volleyball, man. The Lakeland Hawks are on a heater, man. They they are rolling right now.
1: Yeah, no, the Hawks are doing phenomenal. And obviously I think they beat the second 5A team in six days. They beat Lewiston uh, in straight sets, 25, 18, 25, 22, and 25, 10. Um, the Hawks are on a roll. I mean, that team is, is locked and loaded. We know that they won a state championship a few years back um they're building to form to where they're going to be you know a team to be reckoned with uh in the 4a ranks this year i don't know as far as a favorite but necessarily but like i mean they're going to be a team to watch out for they got some some deadly players up front especially in that line with height um they just play insanely well and they play together you know really well so um lakeland is on a roll and you know look out because the hawks are hawks are kind of a buzzsaw in the last two weeks
0: yeah, they went to uh, the Rip-A-Shot tournament uh, at Freeman High uh, over the weekend in Rockford, Washington, and took second there. Yeah. Um, so they are just like a hot knife through butter right now. Yeah. Uh, 5A post-falls still kind of the crown jewel, but, court, you know, Coeur right there, too. Uh Press had this great uh, nugget from their match on Monday. Kylie Monday. And oh, see what I did there. Match on Monday with <laughs> Kylie. Yeah. Uh she became the school's all-time leader in kills. She crossed the 1000 kill mark for her career and her yeah. older sister was the previous record holder
1: who I believe is playing at the University of Idaho. So um yeah, great great job by her and that team. I mean, they're on a roll too. We talk about, you know, post-falls and what they're doing. That's another Another team that you know, if we're looking towards the postseason, them and lane, like those are two two opponents anywhere statewide. That's a that's a tough, tall order, no pun intended, to uh to account for. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Al- Allison Monday was the previous record holder. Now it's Kylie Monday. Um, Post falls in that tri-match on Monday, uh, swept Moscow, and then uh, got swept by Gonzaga Prep. But, hey, anytime you can play G Prep, you're going to get better, no matter what happens, yeah. win, lose, or draw. So,
1: well, that's how uh, GSL is, is. You know, you look at it, you saw, I think it was Lake City, that, or Coeur d'Alene that lost to Meade. Um from Spokane. The GSL this year in volleyball is absolutely loaded. So I mean, losing to a Spokane school isn't necessarily something to to hang your head about. If you can play tough against either of those programs, you know, you're you're doing all right. Those teams are two of the better teams in the state of Washington.
0: Yeah, it's really impressive um to see what they've been able to do thus far. Uh I was trying to look ahead on the on the schedule, uh what lies ahead for these IEL teams in volleyball, and then there was one more volleyball tidbit I wanted to touch on involving uh, the Troy Trojans, the, the the locomotive that just steamrolls everybody in one A D one volleyball. Um, but in in the five A ranks, you know, you look at Post Falls is two and zero in league play, six and one overall. Cordellane's one and one, uh, four and two. We talked about Cordellane and and Post Falls have already played once this year. The Trojans won three to one. The rematch doesn't come until the very end of the season, October 3rd. So a lot of time between now and then to see how these two uh, fare in the rematch. But uh, I wanted to talk about Troy Trojan volleyball. They swept Lapway last week. Um, And in the process, in in the first set, Ryan, tell me if you've ever seen this before. In the first set, Jolie Eklund served all 25 points. They won 25 to nothing. Jolie Eklund just kept serving. <laughs> I've,
1: never <laughs> I've never heard of that. The Only time I've ever seen that maybe like in church league or something like that. That's like that's unheard of. That's that is an insane. I, I I've never heard of that happening in high school. I'm sure it probably has somewhere along the line, but that is unbelievable.
0: And, and you can tell I'm a volleyball novice because when I said uh Jolie Eklund was serving and I went to demonstrate, I did the like old school PE, you know, where you hold the ball and then you <laughs> swing you swing your arm under
1: it. Of
0: yeah course. no but i
1: mean the fact that you just talk about the law of averages and you know you, you're gonna hit one out at some point maybe but to to drill all 25 in i mean that's 25 for 25 is that's awesome that's awesome uh,
0: yeah and i mean it wasn't like aces but like
1: uh, it doesn't matter that's still the fact you're putting it in play and getting the point that's crazy i
0: i'd I've, I've never heard of that or, or seen that and so Hey, congrats to Troy. Um, you know, you run, we run out of things to talk about with describing Troy because they've been so dominant. But, man, Coach Deborah Blasler just continues to do a fantastic job yeah. with the no, Trojans. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, and you look at, you know, the sports around, what we've got some of the small school stuff going on, like soccer, for example, too, like volleyball. We've got teams that are just, you know, as good as you can get around the state. And that's just saying a lot about the coaching um, that we have, but the kids in this area too, that this, this talent is just, it's there. Um, you know, we, we move forward towards the end of the year and stuff. I mean, we talk about some of these sports, we're already half more than halfway through the season. Um, you know, as we approach fall sports time and getting closer to the month of October, it kind of feels weird because it feels like we just started, but, uh, you know, we're looking at districts is like a month out in volleyball. I mean, like that's, that's crazy to me, but that's what the realistic part of it.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I can't believe it. We're halfway through September and I'm like, man, it feels like the season is like over. I, I know it's not, but like, yeah, oh, it's moving fast, man. <laughs> it's, it's moving fast. Uh, you wanted to do a check on soccer too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you want to do girls from- charter
1: yeah. like yeah. the least were the girls, like three, eight girls, quarterly charter beating Timberlake four two. uh, the boys won by the same score as well. But um, you know, you look at that program, undefeated in conference right now, beating a good Timberlake team. That's a good win for quarterline Charter. Um, and then you check in, Sandpoint just drubbed post falls 10 0. Um, the Trojans are struggling a little bit, but Priest sure River got a good win over St. Mary's 3 0 in, in uh, 3A soccer as well. So, um, you know, on the girls' side, we look at the creme de la creme is Cordellane Charter right now. It's just playing lights out. So, yeah, Cordellane.
0: Yeah, we talked about Coeur Charter and Timberlake were kind of on this collision course. Both were undefeated, and so now uh, Panthers score one for the Panthers. I know they had a couple games get uh, – or matches get rained out or the field the field wasn't quite ready because of all that yeah. rain we got uh, you know, last week or when that, whenever that was. But um Coeur d'Alene Charter will travel to or, – or, or they're going to host St. George's. That's a private school from Spokane. Uh Friday mm-hmm. night. I believe yeah. they're the Dragons, the St.
1: George's. Yep, Dragons. the Dragons. They are. You're right. That's a good yeah. good call there. Um uh, yeah, and I think Charter, if I remember right now, they've moved all their games to, to real life fields and post falls where they hosted the three A state soccer tournament last year. Or the Four A, I can't remember. It was either three or four A that they hosted there, but an awesome facility. And uh, you know, they're gonna get a chance to play under their lights there, which is super cool as well for the, the high school experience. They get their own Friday night lights for for girls soccer there on Friday night against St. George's.
0: Yeah. And, and re, at, remember at Coeur d'Alene charter, I mean, that is it, it. It is girls soccer, boys soccer, cross country. Um, and that's it. So this, I mean, these soccer, yeah, matches are
1: the, yeah, you get distance running and track and that's about it.
0: Well, yeah, I was talking about for the falls.
1: For oh, for the, falls the fall season. sports. Yeah, I got you.
0: yeah Yeah. um so so these soccer matches are are the big events for for that quarter lane charter community and they do show up and show out for sure
1: oh yeah absolutely and they're you know a team worth watching they they play quality soccer and you know we talked about the boys you know they're they're rolling on their own right on the 3a boys side as well so yeah
0: all right well speaking of uh cross country Let's shift gears. We're, we're not going to talk about cross. That was a bad transition. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk football. Speaking of cross country, let's talk football. Uh, <laughs> not my best work there. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> but we've got to talk about Logos and football for, for a long time. And this is. Uh I heard this from people at Logos. Uh they said, Hey, we're we're basically a basketball and a running school, right? We're known for our distance runners, we're known for our cross country, we're known for playing hoops, but we wanna we wanna do more. And this yeah. football team, Ryan, uh it, it's incredible. They're they are working on building a uh new campus for, for Logos. So right now Logos is kind of up on the hill, kind of close to the to the University of Idaho.
1: Yeah, it's to the east of Winco, kind of north of the in like the best western there in moscow yeah
0: yeah that's where the school is but they're they've got all of this property on the west end of town you know outside of town or or south maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, directions are all but but anyways a couple miles outside of town uh i believe they're going to build a church because you know logos school is affiliated with a church um And But then they're going to build. I mean, they've already built the football field. They're going to have new school, new facilities. Um, their enrollment's going up, up, up. They fully anticipate that at some point they're going to be a 2A school. They're going yep. to have play Not 11-man football. Um, but for a program that was only started three years ago in terms of high school, for Logos to now be where they are is really impressive to see. And they sent a big message with a blowout win over Kami, the defending league champ, last Friday night.
1: Yeah, no. You look at that logo, and we talk about the offense, what they can do. They're showing up on defense too, and uh, I know that that pains a lot of White Pine League foes to hear that. That you know, it's like, man, if we can just shut the offense down, we'll we'll be able to be in some ball games. But now that they're playing defense too, um, you're you might not win the close games anymore either. So, I mean, they fly around the field, and offensively, they are just a specimen to watch with with what they're able to do and. You know Driscoll at quarterback has just done a great job leading that team, and um, you know that group of kids. I know that's a special group. They've got some great receivers too in that program, and um, you know he's. I know that Driscoll's a pretty humble kid. He'd give all the credit to his teammates, but um, he's doing a phenomenal job leading that offense and. Uh, you look at Logos and just what they've done. I mean, they're they're ranked in the top five now in the state, and I think it's the first time they've ever been in the poll. So, um, you know, what a cool week for them to to make their first appearance. But I don't think they're done yet. Um, you look at what they can do offensively and teams that they kind of mirror a little bit. You know, they could give some teams some fits if they play inside the dome or something like that come playoff time. If that you know things hold how they are and they're able to win the White Pine League, you don't want to play this team on turf. That's for darn sure and uh, they can make a a ton of serious noise at the 1A-D-1 ranks just with what they're able to do offensively.
0: Yeah, so Jack Driscoll, 413 yards of total offense, three touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing. Dominic Porras caught two touchdowns. Henry Sundley caught the other touchdown. Ben Carlson scored on a rushing touchdown. Um, uh, Lucius Comis, the week we were there when they played Clearwater Valley, he balled out. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of toys in the toy box on offense yeah. but you're right the, the story with logos and the story that isn't getting reported is the defense that's yeah. what's going to carry them in the playoffs and it's it's impressive they gave up 14 points to cami yeah. well seven seven of those points came or, or six of those points came on a kickoff return for a touchdown so yeah. really you take the special teams play out and the defense only allowed
1: eight <laughs> points well, they didn't. They did do the same thing to Clearwater Valley too. I mean, it, if I'm not mistaken, did Clearwater Valley get a special teams touchdown on Logos as well?
0: No, they almost did. They almost had a okay. script and a score. Gotcha. But...
1: Okay, but you know, you look at that, and Logos defensively, though, if they can, if they can hold their water, and you know, you look at they're weathering the most difficult part of their schedule, in my opinion, right now, and that's that's the dangerous part is that. They've already gone through Colorado Valley, who is, you know, kind of one of the upper tier teams that you expected to finish in the White Pine. They went through Kamei, who was probably the favorite, at least on the media side of things, to pick to win the conference again this year. I mean, you look at it, so they've got Potlatch coming up and, you know, who's going to push them? I mean, you got Prairie on the back end of the schedule. And that's about it. I mean, this team is is locked and loaded and, you know, you talk about laser focus. This team is, is ready to rock and roll.
0: Uh, yeah, right now Logos and Potlatch are your two uh, unbeaten leaders at two and zero. I think that's what everybody had coming into the season, right? Logos, Potlatch. Yeah, no?
1: <laughs> checking out. <everybody. laughs> it's the unlikely it's, combo in in Lata County owning this owning football in the White Pine League. But it's um, it's yeah.
0: it's it's like your current leaders in the White Pine League are checks, notes, Logos, and Potlatch.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, and it's awesome. Two teams, and it's, it is, it's great. And I think it's a great, it's great for the conference to see that the parity and the balance that lies within the league. And, you know, Pawlatch has their own difficult part of the schedule still to come as well. So, you know, it's, it you look at this and um, realistically, I mean, I think if, if, if Logos stays healthy, they're in the driver's seat for a top two seed at state, in my opinion, like I just look at it and they're going to be, they're going to be right there
0: yeah the Knights uh have already played the first and second place teams from last year Clearwater yeah. Valley and and Kamei. uh they get Genesee on Saturday um they're gonna host Genesee uh you know Genesee's just is struggling with numbers and that'll be a win uh then they play Lapway and that probably is shaping up to be a win too uh and then and then Friday the 29th the big matchup in potlatch we we might have to see if we can go over and cover that game for idosports.com because that yeah that's going to be a huge game with big implications possibly
1: huge implications i mean playoff implications all over that game absolutely
0: yeah so i mean i guess the big question is you know which teams from the white pine are going to get in because last year you'll remember uh there was only four four chairs yep. available and five really good teams in Prairie. It was kind of like yeah. musical chairs. Prairie was left out. Uh, but I think the same thing is going to happen again this year um, because they are giving a second bid to district three, which is a league that struggles to, to mm-hmm. put it nicely. So,
1: yeah, you know, and, and realistically, I mean, Oakley still leading the state with their law, but they lost to Kami and, or not Kami Kendrick, sorry. Um, but I mean, at the one AD one ranks they're they're unbeaten. So, you know, things can happen down south though too. There's that conference is no is no slouch either. So there can be some some shuffling going on down in that conference as well. And that's another prep cast for another district. But um, it definitely plays into how things shake out statewide
0: well i will remind folks this is a good good time to remind them that we do have our uh standalone prep cast that is dedicated solely to eight man football it is the idaho eight man Prepcast. we do it every thursday night and then we uh put it in your feed first thing friday morning get you ready for the slate of games it's uh myself and will henneke who handles the idaho eight man twitter account uh and then this year we got a great uh, guest commentator every week, former Kerry head coach Lane Kirkland, who just retired last year, uh, has, has uh, forgotten more about eight-man football than I'll ever know. And <laughs> um, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about this. And if you're if you're a fan up here and you want to see what Oakley's all about, I mean, we, we have already uh, broadcast their game against Kendrick at the Battle in Boise on IdahoSports.com, but you get another chance to see Oakley Friday night. They're going to play Raptor River. And again, yep. that we're covering on idahosports.com. Which is going to be,
1: I think it'd be a pretty good game. Like, uh, realistically, they've played tough. The, the last probably eight meetings have gone, you know, back and forth. But it's been a, Oakley's a good team. Raft River's been a historically good team as well. Yes.
0: And so if you want to see what Oakley and Raft River are all about, it'll kick off at 6 o'clock Pacific time on Friday night. Uh, you can watch a little bit of that before you head out to whatever game you are going to. So, And, and one last thing on Potlatch, and then we'll move on. Uh, they've got a, a new tradition this year that's pretty cool, Ryan. Every time they score a touchdown, um, they've got a big, you know, piece of wood, and they they cut off a cookie. They take the chainsaw and
1: <laughs> that's <a> awesome. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you know, that's like how Oregon State came out with the the turnover chainsaw a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. Um, but that's a great tradition, man. Instead of I remember coaching down in Pullman, and we had the the touchdown cannon. Which if we loved watching the opposing sideline when we knew that thing was going off because you could just literally see them jump about five feet off the ground. <laughs> um, but the, the the chainsaw cutting off a, a round off the log that's that's stinking awesome. That's great.
0: Yeah, and then uh, after the game they spray paint uh, a, a number on it. You know who was the I think I think it's like who was the key player on the play that led to the touchdown, and they you know have the jersey number spray painted on there. It's pretty cool. So that's yeah, awesome. keep. That's keep great. it up, keep it up, potlatch. Uh, let's stick with eight man football quickly, Ryan, just to tell you that North Idaho game night this week on IdahoSports.com, Uh, We are going to be broadcasting for the for the first time ever from the uh, Murriam health center uh, field uh, that they've got there in Worley. Um, yeah. The turf. We're the really, turf. That's, a,
1: that's a sweet facility, man. I tell you what, for a small school in the state, that is an amazing facility. So, I, I mean, that's off to the community and the Coeur d'Alene tribe get that one done. But holy cow, is that awesome?
0: Yeah, I can't wait to, to showcase the beautiful facility on IdahoSports.com. I'll be there with uh Brian Hall, who coached at Lakeside once upon a time. So I feel <laughs> like have we to had do to do a,
1: a Twitter, a walkthrough, like this year, some videos. that The inside of that facility is flipping awesome. Like the, the weight rooms and everything else, that health center that is an unbelievable facility and it's super cool for the communities of and Plummer to have access to that. That is just, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the game itself should be pretty good. Lakeside is hosting Clark Fork. These are the two teams that are, you know, fighting for second place behind Mullen St. Regis right now, but you'll remember Mullen St. Regis only beat Clark Fork 20 to six earlier this year. So it was yeah. a pretty close game. And so, uh, Lakeside hasn't played Mullins, St. Regis yet. So we're looking at, and this is a league that gets two spots to the playoffs. And so between these three, and I would even include Wallace, you know, there's going to be some good teams that are left yeah. out. And so these games are
1: important. Every game is important in this conference. And you just look at how they schedule. And you know, they play around Robin, home and home against everybody. And, um, you know, it'll be, this will be a great game. And, and the fact that the game's on turf, the weather's supposed to be good. I mean, you could be in for some offensive fireworks in that ballgame between the, the Wampus Cats and the Knights.
0: Yeah, I mean, with uh, San Roman for for Clark Fork and Quincy Hall for Lakeside, I mean, yeah, the running backs are going to go wild in this one for sure. So yep. that's Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff from the Murriam Health Center uh, in Worley. It's going to be Lakeside hosting. Clark Fork should be a good time. The other game we're going to bring you uh, for North Idaho game night this weekend, uh, Ryan, is over in District 2, non-conference tilt as timberlake travels to moscow now timberlake just suffered their first loss of the season to mccall donnelly last week how do they respond we've talked about this is the moscow team that's a lot better than the the past couple of
1: did they did they lose to shadle park too though i'm trying to remember i thought this might have been their second loss but they're both non-conference but i could be mistaken i thought that they lost by two to shadle but Oh yeah, um, and I
0: guess I guess in my mind I'm thinking um, you know, Idaho. Yeah. No, not and, to correct you. Fellow <laughs> just... fe- fellow 3A teams, you know. They... Yeah,
1: we'll get some Bonner's Ferry fans checking in, going, yeah, giving them the Timberlake extra respect they don't deserve. Um <laughs> but I look at this one, it's gonna be a response for Timberlake against the Moscow team that's been, you know, they've been playing tough the last few weeks. I mean, obviously they took some lumps, but um, you know, they, they played their cross cross-state rival last weekend in Pullman. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Bears respond after that game. But Moscow's been on the upswing as far as, you know, what they've been able to do and playing a little bit more spirited and a little bit more physical. I look at Timberlake, they're just going to establish – if you can establish the run and you're just going to see a steady diet of, you know, counter left, counter right, trap, trap, counter, you know, throw it for 45 yards and on repeat all night, you know, you could see – Timberlake, if they're able to establish a line of scrimmage, especially in the running game, they could short at that scoreboard pretty quick because they play offense with their defense or play defense with their offense as well, just by ball control. Um, so that should be a good ball game. I think Timberlake could could easily get the the victory over the four AFO, and it sets up a an interesting couple weeks for them as they've got Sugar Salem coming to town in a couple weeks as well. So um, that's going to be uh, next three games. I look at them is going to be your next four games. I should say is going to be probably a pretty good test for them.
0: Yeah, they're uh, running the gauntlet a little bit. Uh, Moscow lost to Pullman 17-10 to last week. Uh, the Greyhounds scored all 17 points in the second quarter. So yeah. Moscow's going, hey, we take that one bad quarter away. You know, yeah. We're right in it. And they played um,
1: Clarkston tough, too. So, I mean, you look at what the Moscow's been doing, and they got that big win over Kellogg, and – you know, the Bears are on an upswing. So, you know, maybe they catch Timberlake napping a little bit. I don't know. But you know, don't be surprised to see some trick plays coming out of the bag early on in that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and Moscow had the ball at uh Pullman's 15 yard line uh late in the fourth quarter, trying to tie the game. Uh Noah Velasco gets strip sacked and fumbles. Um, and that basically ended the game there. But yeah, Moscow under Rob Bafis much improved. Uh standpoint. You know, they're looking for their first win of the year. They had to travel all the way to Canada to find it. They went up north, um, to play the Raymond Rockets from Alberta and they yeah. get a 27 to 20 win.
1: Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't that game take place at Grizzly Stadium?
0: Uh, oh, maybe it did.
1: I'm pretty sure that game was at Montana and, um, that was a game that they had set up previously. Cause I know that the Alberta teams come down and played quite a few teams here in the States, but yeah, they uh, played a,
0: Raymond played at the uh, Rocky mountain rumble this year in Rexburg yeah.
1: also. Yeah. And so, I mean, Raymond's a solid team. I mean, they got a win at the Rocky mountain rumble if I'm not mistaken, but uh, you know, so like you look at Sandpoint though, that they, they had a new quarterback last week, if I'm not mistaken, um, breaking in a few players and key position roles that, you know, don't have a ton of experience there, but, uh, you know, it's the defense is where they're, they're continuing to try to hang their hat. They've played physical defense the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see how Sandpoint comes down the stretch. And then, you know, you're looking at league opponents, Moscow's on the upswing, Sandpoint's treading water a little bit. Lakeland has been, you know, obviously slipped up to West Valley, but that's not necessarily a terrible loss because West Valley's pretty solid. Um, but it'll be the, that that four A league, man. That's gonna be end of the year. The Last two weeks of the season should be really interesting. Come Lakeland Sandpoint, Lakeland Moscow, Moscow Sandpoint games.
0: Yeah, you're right. That game was at the University of Montana. I don't know how that slipped off my radar. I guess I was just looking at the schedule and I was like, oh, Sandpoint at Raymond yeah. Alberta, and I was like, well, I don't know. Alberta's not that far from Sandpoint. <laughs> like
1: it's you know. not. I mean, yeah, it's only about a you know yeah. an hour drive into Alberta from from Sandpoint. So. Yeah. Terrible uh,
0: no, so but you're right. Neutral site game, Drew Layman was the new quarterback. Uh 14 of 17 passing, 190 yeah, yards. Yeah, very efficient. Yeah. Um and now Sandpoint plays another neutral site game skags. Uh they're going to resume their annual uh well, for the past couple years anyways, annual rivalry with Homedale. Um this year they're playing in Hermiston, Oregon. Kind of meeting oh, in halfway the middle. game. Yeah, yeah. they
1: in the middle. Okay. Yeah, so
0: uh, speaking of neutral site games, you were at the Kibbe Dome last week for Lake City's contest against Emmett. It sounded like it was a really fun and exciting game.
1: It was. I've, I was impressed in the first half with Lake City. I think Emmett's running game just warmed down in the second half. But, um, you know, there was some fireworks. I mean, you got a turno- you got a uh, special teams touchdown from the Timberwolves. You got a 77-yard kickoff return um, for a TD. You know, you look at, at what Lake City's doing and, and Coach um, how is really trying to motivate his kids and get them to play, you know, with a little bit of belief. I mean, there, there's talent there. You we watched that and you know, Garrison and I were calling the game. Um, you could see the talent show up. The one thing they're lacking, a little bit of size up front, uh, especially on the defensive side, they're getting pushed around a little bit, but they've got pretty solid linebacking core. Their secondary is not bad. Um, they've got some good receivers, and so it's just you know, a matter of putting things together. Their running game got shut down uh, pretty early by Emmitt and so it put a lot of the weight on the quarterback cherry to to really carry the load but uh he responded with a touchdown late there in the second half but just couldn't you know surmount that uh rushing attack from Emmitt just you know the Huskies ran the ball extremely well I mean 141 yards on I think it was 34 carries for their running back and Quentin Smith was our Sports.com player of the game but um the thing that impressed me most was that front seven from Emmitt was just they were tough they're going to give some teams in the SIC some fits if they're a running team, just because they play so physical up front. Um, but Lake City could come back down the stretch and, you know, give give some teams some headaches because they can they can play in the secondary a lot. And if they can take away the running attack or sorry the passing attack from you know a pass-first offense, say like Post Falls or, or Lewiston, they could give some headaches to those two squads.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting, and uh, if Lake City struggled with the run against uh, Emmett, uh, I mean the opponent they're playing this week, Bishop Kelly. I mean, that's... Uh,
1: there's no days off here. <laughs>
0: no, that's that's all Bishop Kelly does is run the rock. So yeah, uh, and th- a that'll be extremely an, well. Uh, yes, um, that'll be an interesting, you know, class four A versus class. 5A matchup um to be sure uh quarter lane still sitting at 2 and 1 Post Falls is 2 and 1 the Vikings will play Lakeland this week uh Post Falls will get Lakeland next week we'll have that game for you on idahosports.com uh Post Falls is going to host a university high from Washington this week that should be a good test for the Trojans
1: it's not it's going to be a boat race but uh <laughs> Post Falls should blow out the university um <laughs> but think stranger things happen in high school football. But I look at this game, I know that they've got a few key players, key pieces that have been out in their lineup that they're trying to get back and healthy. So uh, this could be a good week that give another week for those guys to rest. But, um, you know, look at like guys like Tevin Burns and just being able to run the ball extremely well. Um, you know, they're going to have to get the offensive line kind of getting things moving in the correct direction. Last week they struggled a little bit against a really good Sunnyside team. Um, A physical Sunnyside team, but um, they're going to have to be a little bit more efficient in the passing game, too. I think that's where they they end up losing that game against Sunnyside was the passing attack wasn't where it should be. Um, But also, like, I mean, missing guys like Cooper Craig out there in the lineup didn't help too much for the Trojans on the secondary.
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, you're right. University zone two. Uh, and see, this is why I like having you because you know you know Washington football really well too, not yeah. just Idaho football. So yeah. I go, I go, yeah, university should be a tough test and you're like, It used to
1: be maybe, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> not so much anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, yeah. So there, I mean, there's a lot of interesting, you know, in North Idaho. We don't ever get to Besides the White Pine League, we don't ever get to see how the conference shakes out until the back half of the season because the leagues are so small. So, hey, yeah. it's just some more non-con action and, um, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. But it should so be a good lane, weekend. I
1: think the Coeur Lakeland game is going to be interesting. That was a really, really back and forth game last year. Came down to a single possession. Wouldn't shock me to see it again in the slightest. I think, you know, Co- Coeur d'Alene's, uh offense wake up. That's going to be an interesting game. I'll probably go watch for a little bit uh tomorrow night to to catch that game, but that one's going to be the one I think to talk about if we're going to highlight something next week. We could have an interesting conversation about that game because there could be some some things that we learn coming out of that ball game.
0: And I mean Lakeland is just so banged up. I mean, yeah they're down to at least last week uh qb2 started he got hurt they were down to qb3 um they lost 21 to 10 to uh, spokane west valley i had to place my my high school in montana played spokane west valley when i was in high school they came over and steamrolled us so
1: uh moment <laughs> for me in high school i don't have much <laughs> good to say about the eagles but yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah um, I think they miss. Well, they didn't misrepresent, but we we came in thinking, oh, we're kind of the same size as they are, and we weren't at all in terms of yeah. enrollment. Uh, well, so.
1: especially knowing the year that you graduated, those were some extremely good teams too that they had. So, yeah, dude. they had
0: they had a guy. I guess I was talking to somebody. They that was like a four time state champion wrestler or something. He yep. was their full fullback too, and just yeah, he, he ate he ate our lunch. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it was weird. We had Spokane West Valley travel out to little podunk Stevensville, Montana. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to do what you got to do sometimes for games, right? Yeah, um, for sure. So, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Lakeland, if they can get healthy, I'd I, I really look at the IEL 4A right now. If we're going to pause and look at just the non-conference and what we learned, what we've learned is we don't know Jack squat yet. <laughs> If you're really going to be honest, I don't yes. know who's going to win that. I don't know who's going to win that league. I really don't at this point.
0: It's anybody's game. Um, and so, yes, we, we know nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out, though. And uh, it's another great weekend. Yeah of competition Ryan uh and we'll be back at it again next week to talk about we'll try to keep it to just we'll stick to sports next week. We kind of were all over the place today. No, but.
1: no gas tax argument next week, yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh no we'll
0: put th- we'll put that one on the back burner. We'll do a special <laughs> gas tax episode <laughs> where...
1: <laughs> we really apply to our uh you know libertarian front that we have that watches the weekly prep cast
0: yeah (laughs) this is is the stuff people came for here this is this is what they really want
1: (laughs) taxation's theft (laughs) yeah you can name the prep cast that one no um (laughs) we'll get a whole different like base listening to us on youtube if we named it that but
0: yeah okay one one last story then we'll get out of here all right so my uncle uh, worked forever for Montana rail link. It was a rail line company based out of Missoula, Montana. And uh, basically the run is from Missoula to Spokane. Right. And he made that run. I don't know, a billion times in his life. Well, he was telling me in the eighties, the state of Idaho tried to tax Montana rail link, um, because they were transporting their goods across the state into Washington (laughs) and Montana rail links like, uh, No. And they went to court and the state of Idaho lost, obviously. Um, But uh, it was just wild that they would think they could tax a rail company just for transporting goods across the state.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. But, yes,
0: (laughs) you know, you know, there's some politician out there going, oh,
1: that's not a bad idea. (laughs) 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 One random like state representative that listens to the prep cast. Picks up his next nugget for what he can run his campaign off of off of here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, we have come full circle, folks, here on the North Idaho prep cast. We'll be a little more locked in and focused next week, but until then, enjoy all the competition this weekend. Friendly reminder, it is uh Timberlake at Moscow, Friday night on Idahosports.com, Clark Fork taking on Lakeside at the Murriam Health Center in Worley also on idahosports.com and uh yeah for Ryan's gags I'm Brandon Bainey and we'll see you we'll next not time. We'll go huh? off
1: the rails next week. <laughs> we'll keep
0: we'll keep it on. We'll keep it on the rails. Strictly yeah, on the rails there,
1: next there week. There you go. I was trying to make the rail <laughs> joke but yeah, it didn't land.
0: <laughs> no, no it didn't. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you next time on idahosports.com. <laughs>